Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Mobile Studios aboard NCL's Norwegian Sun, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. You can follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Also, hook up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cruise radio. Reunited and it feels so good. I know. How long has it been? Let's see, you've done The Monarch, Carnival Freedom, Celebrity Solstice, while I've been slaving away in the studio, but... Uh... I got all your letters and postcards, Doug. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, we are aboard the Sun to be a part of their plaque ceremony, which is celebrating the fact that the Sun will be homeported here at Port Canaveral year-round. Yeah, pretty much until uh, 2012, with a couple of months stint over in uh, Copenhagen. They're also expanding the port here at Port Canaveral, and we'll talk to the Port Canaveral CEO a little bit later on. Also, uh, maybe touch base with the captain of the ship and the hotel director. But first... Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is with us. Hello, Stuart. Stuart, is it a rumor or is it confirmed now that NCL is going to order a couple of more ships? Well, actually, it's confirmed. Uh, NCL uh, confirmed the order of two new ships. Uh, They'll be 143,000 tons for 4,000 passengers, and uh, the first one will debut in 2013, while the second one will be in 2014. And what's interesting is, uh, as as rumored, that uh, it will be built at the Meyerwerft yard, in Poppenberg, Germany, versus uh, doing it again in uh, France. Now, putting aside the uh, strikes and everything, it had nothing to do with it, but uh, it's, it's interesting that the, the ship will cost about 825,000 tons for a ship that's only 9% smaller than Epic, which cost uh, about $1.4 billion. So they'll almost get a two-for-one by building it in Germany. And, uh, you know, the, the German shipyard does a, <clears throat> does a great job. They're, they're a wonderful yard. And uh, the, these new ships, this next generation of freestyle ships, will certainly be uh, an improvement. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very good for NCL. Now, I understand that Miami is setting world records. Well, they, they did announce last week that they did uh, break their previous record of processing the most passengers. But keep in mind, it was uh, only a 1%. It was actually less than 1% uh, growth. And without Norwegian Epic, uh, it would have been about a 15,000 passenger loss for the year. 2011 should uh, certainly show a, uh, a significant drop because they're losing um, both Norwegian Epic uh, seasonally. Uh, Epic will be gone in April, won't return till November, and uh, uh, Royal Caribbean's Liberty of the Seas is permanently leaving in April and will not be returning, so it will be a, a big loss, uh, even though they'll, they'll, they'll be picking up a couple ships here and there. Uh, uh, Celebrity uh, uh, Eclipse. Uh, begin sailing. Um, Costa will have a ship here in 2011, but uh, it, you know, and, and Marina, um, Oceana's Marina will begin sailing. But it's not enough to make up for the loss of the you know, these two very big ships. And speaking of records, Stuart, I understand that uh, Seattle is breaking some records over there on the West Coast. And considering the drop in uh, uh, berths, they had a 17% drop to Alaska this year with so many ships. Uh, being pulled out of the area because of the unfavorable business environment and and the lower uh, demand levels. 
So it's actually interesting that they continue to do well. Uh, Carnival, uh, for the first time, had a ship sailing year-round, or not year-round, but uh, seasonally uh, out of there versus doing the Vancouver to Anchorage run. So that was uh, that was excellent news. And look, it is the preferred port to sail out of because to go up to Vancouver, I mean, you're talking about a 30 to 40% increase in airfare costs. So uh, if you're not going to be doing the tours... Uh, in Alaska, you know, up in you know Denali and Fairbanks, it makes a whole lot more sense. It's a lot more cost-effective going in and out of Seattle. All right, so we've had a little bit of fun in the past at the expense of Brownsville, Texas, and how they're conducting a feasibility study. They really want to be a port town. And I guess uh, Savannah is doing the same? Well, the, the feasibility study is ongoing. They're on their second feasibility. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, in, it's unfeasible. Yeah. <laughs> they wasted a total of $73,000. But what's actually interesting is Savannah, Georgia, hired one of the two consultants uh, that is doing the Brownsville, and they must be elated because uh, they're getting uh, almost twice as much. I mean, they're getting $129,500 for their feasibility study up in Savannah. And, you know, the, the information that, that has come out, the initial points, they're, they're really not true. They said 85% of the desired uh, itineraries can be reached from Savannah, and that's not actually true. You can't get to Europe which was not on their list. <laughs> can't get to Hawaii, which is not on their list. You can't yeah. get to South America, which is not on their list. But the Caribbean, the Bahamas, and Bermuda uh, you know, can be reached from Savannah, but the problem is it's too close to Charleston, it's too close to Jacksonville, and all they would be doing is siphoning off business from both of those two ports. Charleston is hanging on by a string as it is. Celebrity tried to go back in there for a third time, and it just didn't work out. And there just aren't that many passengers to source. This is not; these are not ports that people will fly into. These are ports that people will drive to, and to be within an hour or two uh, of each other just makes uh, no sense. And the big problem is, is that because of the distance, because those ports are so far north, they can't get to the Caribbean in seven days. So, in a seven-day itinerary, you may get an island or two in the Bahamas, which just doesn't really have a whole lot of desire uh, you know, for a lot of people. It's just not enough pizzazz. So it, it certainly makes a lot more sense for people to hop in a car for a few extra hours and go down to Cape Canaveral, for example, and catch a seven-day cruise where you can do a true seven-night eastern or western itinerary. But I will tell you that I do think that Savannah would be a great um, port option um, you know, on an occasional run uh, from the New York and Baltimore area and substituted for Freeport, which you know has a very low satisfaction rate, and it would be very nice to include a, a coastal. I've I cruised out of uh, Tampa before, Matt, yep. where one of the ports of call was New Orleans, and it was great. So you know, stopping in, in Savannah would would really be a, a nice um, a nice change. But you know, every itinerary or every uh, every um, sailing, it, it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't have enough desirability for passengers sailing from the Northeast. And, you know, of course, the passengers, you know, you know boarding ships out of Florida uh, are not going to want to go north. So it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't literally look good. It's, it's nice that they desire it, but it's, it's, either, it's, it's, it's either Charleston or, or Jacksonville will have to go up their cruise business for Savannah to, to, be, you know, to make a, a realistic run. All right, Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy, will be back later in the show with your hot deals. We are aboard the Norwegian Sun for the day, a little bit older ship. Yeah, she was launched in the fall of 2001. She holds uh, 1,936 passengers. Uh, right now, she's alternating here in Canaveral, doing seven-night western and seven-night eastern itineraries, or you can uh, combine them to do a 14-night um, round-the-Caribbean kind of tour thing. But most importantly, we're here because... 
The Sun is homeported here until 2012. And since every time I'm on a ship, I do nothing but eat nonstop. <laughs> I'm always paying attention to the fine restaurants they have on board. And uh, this has quite a bit of them, including their signature French restaurant, Le Bistro. You love the French food, don't you? Oh, yeah. You've never even had it. Nope. <laughs> I've had French fries. Oh, boy. The captain is in the wings, and we'll talk to him next. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel, or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Captain Ronnie Borg is with us here aboard the uh, Norwegian Sun. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. A little background about yourself. How'd you end up here? Well, uh, I started in cruise ships in 1991, and uh, then I was at different companies. I ended up in a Norwegian Cruise Line in 1998, and then I've been on all the different ships, and uh, finally I got the opportunity to be the master of MS Norwegian Sun. How long or how many years of experience uh, do you have as a captain? Uh, this is my eighth year. So I've been a captain eight years, since 2002, actually. How much has the technology changed in those eight years? No, it's changing tremendously. Just the last 10 years, it's been happening a lot of things. Not only steering and so on, it's also a lot of environmental issues. We have a lot of uh, issues, but equipment, when it comes to taking care of the environment and the oceans and all these things. So it's a lot of things happening every year. The ships are getting bigger and bigger, and you need more maneuverability, and uh, they're actually fantastic to maneuver these bigger ships, believe it or not, but they're sometimes easier to maneuver than the smaller ships that was around 10, 20 years ago. I know you've got uh, a lot to tend to. Uh, there is a few things, yeah. Captain Ronnie Borg, thanks for being with us on Cruise Radio. Thank you very much. Have a question for the experts, or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. You can follow Cruise Radio on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Big announcement last Wednesday. Yes, tell us about that. What were the, the reasons for uh, all this coming to fruition? Well, I, looking, expansion. At, yeah, looking at the port today is a, a good reason uh, why the commission did what they did on Wednesday. We're full today. We are full tomorrow. Uh, add in the port of call vessels we have during the week. We are limited now as to the growth of the port. We need to be able to grow because we, we don't think we've matured as far as our market is concerned. So we need a new cruise terminal, and the commission decided that, that agreed with the staff's recommendation and move forward with it. We've actually been talking about it probably uh, the last three to four years, yeah. uh, especially when we had, for a brief time, we had a third carnival ship here, which caused some moving of the ship back and forth between terminals because it was on a 554 itinerary. Um, that's when we started talking about it. Uh, now we're to the point where, in order to grow, we need a new terminal. Realistically, how many ships would you like to see here? Well, if you add another terminal, uh, you could add two, maybe three, which frees some space as uh, you know, to some others. Uh, the range would probably be home ported ships, uh, two, three, somewhere in that, that range. Then port of call ships, I think that business is, is skyrocketing right now. I think that's going to pick up just a little bit more with some of the things we think are going to happen. He is the port director, Mr. Stan Payne. Thanks for being with us on Cruise Radio. Yeah, thank you very much. 
Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cosmo? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising Each episode, we feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. As Americans are gearing up for Halloween, don't forget that ports in Mexico are getting ready for their annual Ghosts and Goblins event, the Day of the Dead, celebrated on November 1st and 2nd, although the festivities can start as early as late October. Meant to honor those who have passed as well as to celebrate life, locals take this time to join with family and friends for lively and energetic Day of the Dead events, or as we say in Mexico, Dia de los Muertos. Cruise passengers from Cozumel to Cancun, Los Cabos to Puerto Vallarta will have no problem finding a local celebration. In Cancun, for example, the fifth festival of life and death tradition will be held at Ishkaret Park, which will offer an extensive program of activities from historical and literary discussions to concerts, handcrafts, and culinary exhibits. So if you're cruising in Mexico this week, consider yourself lucky. You'll be able to celebrate as the locals do and enjoy this traditional and festive custom. And don't forget, you can never have too many of those good skull and skeleton souvenirs. Last night before we came over here, we went out of the town and enjoyed an evening at Sleuth's Mystery Dinner Theater. Uh, the ticket gets you a nice entree, all you can drink beer and wine, and uh, the show. Yeah, when, when you say all you can drink, they keep on pouring. Yes. It's a whodunit, and it's loosely scripted. They do some improv. It's cool because they'll they'll react to the audience and really get you involved and at the end of course you you know you uh, write down you know who you thought did it and, and prizes are awarded it's a lot of fun yeah it's right there in the heart of orlando too right off international drive down there by uh, kind of by SeaWorld and stuff like that they're always switching up the mysteries on stage and you can read all about them at sleuths.com that's s-l-e-u-t-h-s.com Hotel director Calvin Lodge is with us. How appropriate. You cha- that's your stage name, isn't it? No, that's the appropriate name. That's a real name. Now, some people think that the captain runs the ship, but we all know that it's really the hotel director. Isn't that right? Yeah, we have nearly 800 of the 900 crew in the hotel. But it's not just uh, lodging you're uh, taking care of, right? It's uh, you, You're commanding uh, or overseeing... Many, many departments. All the guest services from the the rooms, the entertainment, the food and beverage, all the concessions we have on board, the spa, uh, the administration of getting the guests in and out of the port, everything apart from getting the ship safely from A to B. How many departments, roughly, are you uh, overseeing? About 12. Yeah. Yeah. And how many people uh, does that consist of? 800. Wow. Very nice. What's the best part of your job? Meeting the guests around the ship, you know, seeing them having a good time. 
Certainly, there's I mean a bit of routine involved, you know, from uh, week to week. But overall, do you find that it's it's something new and different uh, each sailing? Yeah, we have routines, but every day something unusual happens yeah. that tests us, and we deal with it. And uh, you never know what's going to happen next. What's the most unusual thing that has uh, happened, or what is the most unusual request you've gotten from a passenger? Oh, well, I can't say that on radio. Oh, come on, you sure you can? <laughs> sure you can. No, we get all types of requests from uh, happy things to some sad things sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, family ceremonies. Yeah. Uh, we we have interesting guests come on board that have certain things they are interested in on boards, which are not the normal routine. Uh, many many different things. Come on now, you're holding back now. You don't need to hold back. Don't be bashful. Come on, you can. No, she's, Courtney's like no way. <laughs> can you just tell me briefly the difference in the freestyle and the traditional uh, cruising differences? Well, the main thing is it's for our guests. They can do what they want, where they want, when they want, and with who they want. Uh, principally, dining is a main feature of that. So they can come to one of our restaurants every evening and dine any time they like between uh, 5.30 and 10.30 at night. And, you know, there's no fixed, fixed routines or anything. We have our specialty restaurants available if they don't want to go into the uh, main dining. And then all the other aspects of the cruise are built around freestyle as well with alternate, alternative entertainment going on at different times so guests can choose what to go and see. They don't have to go and see a show at 8.30. They can go at 6.30, 7.30 and then do another entertainment uh, around their meal. Hotel director Calvin Lodge, thank you so much for being thank with you. us on Cruise Radio. Thank, thank you very much. Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy is back with your hot deals. There are really a lot of hot deals that are coming up, Matt. Yep. And I think one of the hottest deals, if you can get away last minute, uh, Celebrity's brand new Eclipse, which is going to be uh, arriving in Miami uh, around the 13th of November. Um, she will have her first revenue cruise on uh, November 17th, and it's going to be a three-night cruise for Miami. It'll have a day at sea and a stop in Nassau in the Bahamas, and they've got balcony pricing on this three-night cruise from only $299 per person. Mm. So it's, it's a really great opportunity to check out what is so great about this beautiful 122,250-passenger ship. You know, be able to check out the uh, Apple Eye Lounge, you know, check out the new uh, dining venue called Cuisine, which is where you can actually order your dinner from the an Apple iPad. But uh, it's a spectacular uh, ship and an opportunity to, you know, a balcony cabin for three nights for $299. Um, it's, it's a terrific opportunity. Another great short cruise coming up February 13th, which is great for Valentine's Day, Canard's Queen Victoria uh, which is going to be doing a four-night uh, cruise out of Los Angeles for those West Coasters. If you really want to sail on really one of the nicest large cruise ships in the world, uh, you know, here's a chance to do it. And they actually dropped the price. We had talked about $795 about a week ago. It's now down to $699 per person for that special Valentine's Day cruise. Mm. So it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, heading back uh, you know, east, uh, Solstice and Eclipse are still sailing from $599. You've got Holland America's New Amsterdam, Eurodam, Westerdam from uh, $399. And I still love it, the Love Boat Special. you got Princess Cruises uh, doing a 10-night Eastern or Southern Caribbean out of Fort Lauderdale. Pricing is only $599. So it's important, Matt, for the listeners to really keep in mind, you know, Caribbean is, is hot. There's all these ships that are coming in. There are some new ships, uh, well, additional ships uh, going to be uh, into the Mexican Riviera, but you can definitely count on further reduction in um, the available ships out there. 
So pricing will, will start to go up. Panama Canal, South America, and looking forward to Europe for next year. This is, this is the time to get those deals. All right, thank you, Stuart. Found at cruiseguy.com or on Twitter at cruiseguy. And we're also tweeting and Twittering and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look us up at Cruise Radio on Twitter. Also, hook up with us on Facebook, too, facebook.com slash cruiseradio. We really want you to pay attention to the website cruiseradio.net because we're offering premium content. These are all the unedited interviews and uh, a lot of good stuff that you, you're not hearing on the show. Yeah, it's like we're giving you keys to the vault of uh, all of our interviews. It's uh, free for one day. And then after that, if you're loving it, and uh, we know you will, then it's $2.99 a month. I mean, that, that is nothing. compared. I spend that every day on an iPhone app. You're really selling it, aren't you? Oh, that of a... Wow. Come on. <laughs> no, but seriously, check it out at cruiseradio.net. <laughs> all right, but seriously, folks. <laughs> Next week... We'll talk to a real live passenger who sailed aboard Holland America's Eurodam. Yeah, real live passenger opposed to the uh, corpses we normally interview, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> From the Cruise One Mobile Studios aboard NCL's Norwegian Sun, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Mm-hmm.